God-fearing, pistol-packing patriot, free thinker and spiritualist, who has always taken the road less traveled, CEO of Definitely Holly. Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. I am so excited. It is currently the weekend. So nice to get outside and spend some good quality time outside in the outdoors. Um, I've been taking a lot of free time lately and just really trying to incorporate. I do yoga almost on a daily basis. Uh, that's a big part of my life. But I've also been taking time um, out of my life recently just to do a lot of meditation and get more connected with God and just have some more just moments of being still and quiet. And that is so important. And I highly encourage you to do that in your own life, to make that time, carve out that time for yourself to just be still and just be quiet and just to find your own inner voice and connect with your soul and just connect with God and just the universe and just be still. Because again, it's such a crucial part of life and we don't have enough, we don't take enough of that time for ourselves to do that. So, you know, during the weekends, especially, that's what I do. I take that time. I sit outside in the sunlight, sunlight, so important. Get your natural, your free vitamin D, sit out there and soak up the sun, and take that time for yourself. So important. So another change in my life, uh, something that I'm starting that I want to share with you is it's very awesome. I'm very excited about it. I am getting recertified um, as a Zumba instructor. So Anton, have you ever taken a Zumba class before? I have not. I've always wanted to. I know a few Zumba instructors. Okay. I've never done it, but I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I highly suggest trying a Zumba class. Put that on your list of things to do because it is just, I mean, not only is it great exercise, but the... You it makes you feel so happy. You leave the class with just a natural high of just happiness. Every single class. And I... Love it. I do not. I just have all the good things to say about Zumba. I started Zumba when I was 16 years old at Gold's Gym right off of 94. Uh, Tracy, I believe her last name was Werner, maybe. She uh, taught these Zumba classes. And this was back in the day, you know, back to 16-year-old Holly. And I would take these classes and I became so good at it. And I memorized all the different dances, merengue, uh, cumbia, bachata, salsa, reggaeton, um, all your different uh, elements of what makes up a Zumba class. And I just, I fell in love. And so that led to me helping Tracy actually teaching her class at Gold's Gym. She would pull me up on stage along with another fellow uh, Zumba-er named Andre. So Andre and I would get up on stage and we'd help uh, Tracy teach her class. You know, if she was maybe just like tired at the moment or she just wanted some help or some more energy up on stage, she would pull um, us up there. And so this led to eventually around 18, 19 years old, I got certified as a Zumba instructor and I started teaching. I was teaching five, six classes a week um, in St. Louis and O'Fallon, Missouri and St. Charles all over. And I loved it. I grew 
Um, I grew a lot of uh, great people that came to my class. I, I grew a large following, and so I had a lot of people coming to my classes. I remember one class, I literally had like 50 people. Yikes, that's a lot. It that's was, a lot to take in, but it sounds so fun. Oh, my gosh. So I highly encourage you. Yes, you would love it. It's just it's so much fun. But I bring up Andre specifically because um, I go to the Edge Fitness right now in um, St. Peter's, Missouri. We talked about that I think yep, the a last few, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I go there just because I love the classes that they offer there. It's a great gym and the classes are just outstanding and so one of those classes that i take is that zumba class there and it's led by instructor andre which ironically andre was one of the first original zumbaers along with me at gold's gym and there it goes back you know it goes back to tracy's class and us helping teach tracy's class well andre has now been teaching for 13 to 14 years now so he went on to become a zumba instructor as well like myself but then in you know, I, I taught for around five to six years and then life got in the way and I ended up quitting because I moved to Tennessee and I was a news reporter. And so, you know, life gets in the way. And unfortunately, I just let that go. And, um, you know, I didn't really do Zumba anymore. I didn't teach anymore. And so I always loved that. I always knew that that was a passion of mine, but I let it just kind of slip away. So when I a few weeks ago, when I took this Zumba class at the Edge Fitness, um, I, I, I saw Andre and I, all these emotions and memories just came back and it was crazy. He's just like, holy, I'm like, Andre, like, he's like, oh my gosh, I still remember you were like 16, 17 years old. And we're and talking about big reunion moment. <laughs> yes. And then from there, you started going down the thinking process. I was like, I think I want to read. I think I want to go back and do this again. Oh my gosh. The memories, they just came back and it just like flooded over my body. And after the class, I was just. I was so happy after every Zumba class. I'm always, I always have that natural high, the happiness, but I knew deep in my heart and my soul, I knew that I, you know, I threw something away by the wayside that was a strong, strong passion of mine, something I was good at and something yeah. that, that made other people happy because they took my class and they loved it and they kept coming back and they were happy as well. So not only was I doing something, you know, that I love myself, but I was helping other people by, by, exercising, you know, fitness, exercising, um, just being happy and being in that element. And so I sat in the parking lot after I took um, Andre's class and I go back now, you know, every week and take it. But I, after the first time I sat in the parking lot, which was a few weeks ago, and I just, I literally must have sat there for like 30 minutes, just, just thinking. And I, I was praying to God at that moment, I remember, and I, I kept telling God, you know, I, I wish I didn't throw this had thrown this away by the wayside and I heard God loud and clear and he told me different pieces and I put them all together but he said Zumba then he said business he said social media marketing advertising and he said you and I I'm just thinking here and I thought about it for 30 minutes straight and I was just like Wow. Started so putting the puzzle pieces together. I'm putting the, all yes. The gears in your head. Yes. To tick. And yes. before you knew it, you had an idea. <laughs> yes. Because I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't need to add something else to my life where I'm just making a little bit money here and there, even though I love Zumba. That would be great. You know, I could teach and make a little bit of money here and there, but that's not. That's not why you, that's not the. No. The punchline of it. It's, it's the passion. Nope. It's the excitement. It's yes. the fulfillment. Yes. But there is a bigger aspect to that. In that moment, I believe that the, the intuition, what God was telling me, what my soul was trying to tell me in my, in my brain, that 
I needed to create a new business, which I already did. It's an official business now. Definitely Zumba LLC. I like that. <laughs> so that's new. It's it's going along the Definitely Holly the definite, brand. Yes. Yes. But I created this. And so it's an official business. I get recertified in September and I'm opening up my own Zumba studio and I will do pop-up classes. I will teach at different locations. But this is just the beginning. And so I'm putting all these pieces together. God told me, you know, social media advertising, marketing, that's what my degrees are in. That's what I've been doing with my own business all along. So I'm doing all of that myself. I'm teaching the classes myself and I'm starting out that and way. You take a passion project and you put it in the middle of it all. Yes. And the passion's already there. And I'm just like, wow. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing currently. This is all very new. Um, it's going pretty fast, but I know that, you know, it's something that, that God had put in me since I was 16 years old. And so it's just, it's so cool to actually have that realization and just to think about that and to process that and to turn that into an action. <laughs> and then you have so much time in between now and September to really drill in on what that looks like in building yes. it from the ground up. So then by the time September comes and you're recertified, there is no gap in between exactly. being recertified and getting the ground and like hitting the ground running. Exactly. You've already done a lot of the legwork by that point. Oh my gosh, definitely. And so, you know, I told my mom about this idea and she was kind of like at first, she was like, oh, that's great. You could just do that on the side. And I said, no, mom, you don't understand what God is telling me, what he told me in that moment of just stillness. I said, I, I understand now. I, I should have understood you know, when I was 16, but it wasn't the right time. Right. And that's why God is telling me at this time, this is the right time to do it. And I'm finally putting all the pieces together and I get to fulfill a huge passion of mine and also, you know, bless other people mm -hmm. by, you know, encouraging fitness and exercise and living a healthy lifestyle and going to this class. And maybe they had a bad day, but when they leave my class, they'll have a smile on their face. It, that, that level of refreshment that you get from it. Yes. That is fulfilling. It is. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, it is. And so the the steps that I'm doing now, I talked with my mom about it, and she's on board, and she's helping me in August, actually, when she comes in town. We're tearing up. I have a, a fairly large-sized basement, which is actually great for a small studio to start off. And so okay. I'm tearing up the carpeting in my basement. We're putting a flooring down, flooring that is good for dance purposes, mm -hmm. you know, provides traction, non-slip. We're putting flooring throughout. We're doing little renovations um, throughout the basement as well to make that into a Zumba studio, putting a small stereo equipment um, up. And then we're also putting mirroring on one side of my uh, my walls, just like a dance studio. Yep. So that will be the start. Again, I'll do pop-up classes along with that, but mm -hmm. that will be a place where I can hold at least 10 different people to maybe even more, maybe 15. I'm thinking 10 to 15 that can come to my house and I already went through and I got the, you know, the liability insurance and all that type of stuff, all the things that I need, you know, making sure it's okay with the subdivision that I live in and the restrictions and all that stuff and everything's good to go. So that's where I'll start and I'll host those classes there as well as um, another place. I have a place out in uh, West County, um, a jiu-jitsu studio, actually, that a friend of mine is letting me use um, to host classes as well there. And so, you really laid a lot of this out quickly in the last yes, two weeks. I was on it, yes. And then again, I'll have pop-up classes. So like uh, Frankie Martin's in Cottleville is an excellent place where they do yoga classes, actually. So maybe out there. 
Um, just different places like that that I can do outdoor classes. Um, I'm getting a, um, connected with Newtown St. Charles as well. And we'll most likely have some uh, pop-up classes out there as well. But I'll do private lessons too. And it's going to take off. And then down the road, my goal is to get an actual storefront. Yes. An actual storefront. Yep. And definitely Zumba. And with the steps that you've laid out, it's not like there's an ultimate goal, right? Yes. But you have put laid out the legwork to get to that point. Exactly. It's more than just saying, I want my storefront. Exactly. You have a plan to get there. There are steps that you're putting in to get there to build the brand and to build the name so that by the time the storefront comes, it's successful. It's going to be successful all the way around. Yes. But the let. Seeing the process and how oh, you're yeah. breaking it down in real time. Definitely. Very high hopes. I'm I'm excited about it. Yes, you you'll have it. to come take my class. I will definitely come take <laughs> one as long as you do not kill me. <laughs> I eat oh, a lot of pasta, I'll try not ma'am. to. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just it's just another um just another, you know, a realization that I want to share with people just to to follow your passion, to whatever it takes, follow your passion and just pray about it. And I encourage those moments of silence because in those moments of just stillness and silence is when you're you're connected to the universe, to, you're connecting with your soul, you're connecting with God. And it's in those moments that you figure out what you what your path truly looks like or the direction that you're heading because we live in this, this this hurry, and that's what we're going to talk about today too. Is this we live in this this world of hurry? We're always hurrying, going there, going there, doing as much as we can possible in so little time. We want more added, more hours added to the day, so we can achieve even more and check more off our check check marks in our in our boxes and just do do do. But through that process, we lose connection with our soul and we lose that spirituality um, connection with God, and we we lose that. So. We're not able to tap in and and really process our thoughts, our feelings, our emotion, or even our what's our passion. We we lose that, and it's so easy to do that. And it's that's very easy to lose it in trans in transition exactly. between regular everyday obligations and this job or this bill or this birthday or this friend or you name it exactly. And somewhere in the middle of it all, you kind of lose the things that truly make you happy what is the point of doing putting all this work in if you're not doing anything to feed yourself right like to pour back into yourself absolutely and if we were to just just to take more moments of uh, stillness and to really just be connected and just to sit still and just process and think and meditate and pray if we take more of those moments you would be surprised at what we could do with our passions because mm-hmm. first you have to think, well, what makes me happy? What is something, you know, what are my God given gifts or my talents? What makes me happy every morning when I wake up? Well, think about those things. What is it? Find that passion and maybe even take it a step further and think, well, how can I make a business out of this? Or how is this connected to business? How can this be profitable while still maintaining that passion and still helping others? But making a profit off of it as well. And having that level of fulfillment and keeping that. Absolutely. Being happy at the end of it all. Absolutely. So it again, it's in those moments of stillness that, that we we realize all of these things, but it's 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 so important to just, again, to carve out that time for you and to figure these things out. Because let me tell you, there is nothing better in this world than following your passions. Because when you follow your passions, 
And it, it you know, there these passions are, you know, God given gifts and you follow God's path for your life. Not only are you happy, but you're continually blessing others along the way with those passions and gifts that you have that you're offering others. And sometimes you may not even know it. You don't, you don't even know until maybe someone says something to you. And that's another thing I realized, too. People kept coming up to me in Andre's class um, when I would take his class and at the Edge Fitness. And they, they kept asking me, are you a professional dancer? You know, um, is this your background? Are you a, you're obviously a Zumba instructor. And I was like, well, no, um, yeah, it's in my background, but no, not a Zumba instructor. Like, why? Why? And I told them, I'm like, well, yeah, I just, you know, I kind of quit, you know, when I went off to college or after college, actually. They're like, oh, my gosh. They thought, like, I already, already like, had a studio. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's I, a sign, too. Yes. That, that's, and that's, these things, people kept telling me that. And even when I would go off to different classes or maybe I'd be out somewhere dancing, people would come up to me then and say, are you a dance instructor? I'm like, no, no. I used to teach Zumba like a other long than that, time I'm ago. I'm really good at it <laughs> and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like that song goes um, from the Flashdance, you know, the Flashdance yes. movie. I love Flashdance. So I'm, I actually, I have um, the Maniac song. I actually choreographed that um, last weekend, actually. And that's going to be the new Zumba warm-up uh, song for my first class. So... <laughs> So when I come in, you're gonna you're gonna turn me into a maniac. Yes, I'm with it. Yes. I'm with it. Sign me up. But but within those songs, it's it's not it's not that song is um, what a feeling. But take your passion and make it happen. I encourage everyone to do that. I encourage you take your passion and make it happen. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a short break. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. This is the Definitely Holly show, not maybe, but Definitely Holly on News Talk STL. So in the beginning of my show, I've been talking about my love and passion of Zumba. Zumba, which is cumbia, merengue, flamenco, bachata, uh, reggaeton, all these different um, Spanish type dances um, put together in a Zumba class. And so Zumba is a dance class, a fitness class, and it is great exercise, really good cardio. But if you listen to the beginning of my show, I am getting recertified this September. I'm very excited. And I just formed my second business, definitely Zumba LLC. And I'm going to start teaching again and having my own Zumba studio. Also pop-up classes as well. But the point of all this, mentioning this as well, is to, in realizing this and realizing that going back to remembering that this was a huge passion of mine, I had to take moments of stillness, just being still and realizing that, you know what, this is a passion of mine and I need to do something about it. And through prayer and meditation and just stillness, that's when I realized I started putting the pieces together. And I knew that God was telling me, the universe was telling my soul that you need to become a Zumba instructor, get recertified, and you're going to have your own Zumba studio. And I knew then that I had to start taking the steps to make that happen. But it was only through the moment of silence and stillness that I realized this. And having those moments in your life, as I said earlier, is very, very important. 
Um, if you want some more insight on that, I highly encourage The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It is one of my favorite books that I'm reading right now. I think I mentioned I mentioned this quite a few times before um, in my other episodes, but this book we're reading through um, in my church right or at my church right now, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. I got mine from Amazon. It is the greatest book you will ever read. It opens your eyes so much. And there's so much a good crucial information that he has put in this book. But one quote that I want to share um, specifically is something that will wake you up right now and encourage you to read this book. But this is so true in modern day life and going back to those moments of stillness and silence. So hurry, we're talking about hurry. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hurry is a form of violence on the soul. And it was actually Christian philosopher uh, Dallas Willard that said that quote. But isn't that interesting? Hurry is a form of violence on our soul. It's definitely thought-provoking. Yes. Especially considering what I'm you know, thinking about on my regular day and yes, everything we're talking about pretty much makes sense in terms of like passion projects. And these are thoughts that I have, you know, in my personal life quite often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm a worry ward. My aunt used to crack that joke with me all the time, but I, I'm <laughs> starting to think that it really wasn't a joke. She might have really been onto something. So when right. you put it in that context, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yes. And that's just that's what the whole book is pretty much about is just realizing that, you know, we live in this this culture and society of hurry. You know, there we live in this backwards world. And I talk about that a lot, just whether it's, you know, politics or just just life in general. But we live in a backwards world and almost everything that we learned is actually opposite of how we should be living to be um, healthy, to be whole. It's so opposite. People are going in the opposite direction rather than moving forward. And so, you know, we live in a very toxic culture and it's important to recognize that so we can make the necessary changes to not become toxic ourselves Mm -hmm. and to get wrapped up in this world. But the hurry, the processed foods, the toxins everywhere, you know, on our bodies, in our bodies, the vaccines, the chemicals, the fluoride, you know, work more, work more, less, less rest, less quiet time, less sleep. It's all playing a huge, taking a toll in our lives. And here's another quote from the book, too. I actually, this is my second favorite quote. We have become the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. And we live in the United States. And we are perhaps the most spiritually malnourished people in history. Sounds pretty accurate. It does. Yeah. I mean, that quote just speaks. I mean, you know. Our average day, it's just filled of how many times have you heard of, you know, oh, I don't want to go to work. Oh, my gosh. And, we, and then people wake up and they get in their car and they don't have time to eat breakfast because they, they sleep to the last minute. And then, Five minutes past the last minute yes, on most days. Yes. And then no time for breakfast. So you'll just grab processed foods along the way or maybe not even that. And, you know, just energy drinks to get by. And then you just get in your car and then you go to work and maybe you have a long drive. So you sit there and you honk your horn and you're tired and you have to wait and then you're late to work because of the traffic then you get to work and then you're staring here you are in your box again then you're staring at your computer box screen and then you know eight hours go by and then it's like 
<laughs> it sounds like you're talking about the last 24 hours of my life. <laughs> You know, you're staring at a box and then eight hours go by or maybe you work overtime and you eventually leave and then your day is pretty much done. And then hopefully you had something to eat and, you know, within that, but it probably wasn't real food. And so then you go home and, you know, you probably sit before you get home, you sit in traffic again. And then by the time you get home, you're so exhausted. You don't want to work out. You don't exercise. You may eat, you know, a, you know, I don't know, processed food again or, you know, heat up some food, whatever you have at home and then you turn on probably Netflix or TV and then or you may turn on the news and then hear all that the negativity, the negativity and, hear, and yes that the toxicity the, the lies the manipulation just you hear all this so then you're like oh my gosh you're already in this state of mind where you're like I maybe don't like my life and then you're like oh gosh now this then you're just like oh well then it's pretty much time to go to bed and maybe you won't even go to bed because you're not tired at this point. So you continue to stare at your, fl- your phone, you know, mm-hmm. all and night. And then I was about to say, <laughs> then you put the social media aspect yes. into it. I get on social Twitter media. and Facebook every day and I see a timeline full of terrible takes and bad news. Oh, so yeah. You can imagine on top of yep. everything that you just discussed. And you add the social media. You to add it. the social media aspect into it. It's either that you see a bunch of terrible takes and a bunch of bad news or you see people who are living the life that you aspire to have and you're just not really, you don't have the motivation to work to get. Nope. And then you start looking at it in comparison and that also can drag you down. So, yeah, that's a dangerous game by itself. It is. And and then talking about a backwards culture, um, also leisure time has gone down significantly. So it used to be that leisure was a sign of wealth. You know, you know, rich people or people with money, you know, would take a lot of leisure time. You see them on their yachts or boats or drinking wine or here. And, you know, that's what was associated with wealth, leisure time. Um, You know, people with more money, again, playing tennis, sailing, golf, all that stuff. But now we had a culture, a huge cultural uh, change. That's all changed. Now, busyness is a sign of wealth. And you see that cultural shift in our advertising, too. You know, instead of the yachts and the golf and everything, now it's, you know, oh, now you have all these rich, you know, CEOs and big wigs in business. And they're at, um, you know, maybe like a like a happy hour. Or they're they're in their office, like doing a PowerPoint presentation. And it shift. Now it's showing that it's it's telling people that the more you work is the more wealth that you have or the better off you will be the more you work. So now it's gotten back to what this book is talking about, the hurry. We have to be in this hurry and go and go and do and do. Mm -hmm. And I fell into that definitely because I have that type of personality type A where I'm just like go, do, and I just go until I'm just dead on the ground. Not dead, but, you know, just totally passed out from the day. drained of it all. Oh, my gosh. Physically drained, mentally drained. And and by the time you realize it, it's like 12 not even more like 16 hours have passed yes. because you're moving from the minute you wake up in the morning to maybe close to midnight. Absolutely. <laughs> and even in that that state of business, even though you you exercise on a re- regular basis or you eat right and things like that, that hurriness will still take a toll on your life. And it definitely took a toll on mine. And that's why I now take steps to make sure that that does not happen again, because it is just a terrible way to live. It's quite the rabbit hole to find yourself in, and it's even harder to work yourself out of Absolutely. it, especially when you. a lot of people get fixated on that routine and that schedule yeah. 
they normalize it. So it, it almost becomes second nature after so long. Yeah. So you don't even f- think about nope, it. Not anymore. And then about it. No. Having conversations like this, people hearing like the two of us have it, it can initiate that level of self-reflection. Like, wow, I need to do something different. Absolutely. Because get this, the average American works nearly four more weeks per year than they did back in 1979. So again, instead of moving forwards almost, we are moving backwards. We're regressing. Yes, we are. And in order to truly live or truly enhance ourselves as, you know, our well-being, we have to actually first slow down, not work more. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people need to start thinking about. And I I love this quote, too, I want to share in this book. Um, So it says, read the Bible. Satan Satan doesn't show up as a demon with a pitchfork or a a big smoker voice or as Will Ferrell with an electric guitar and fire on Saturday Night Live. He's far more intelligent than we give him credit for. Today, you're far more likely to run into the enemy in the form of an alert on your phone while you're reading your Bible or a multi-day Netflix Netflix binge or a full-on dopamine addiction to Instagram or a Saturday morning at the office or another soccer game on a Sunday or commitment after commitment after commitment and a life full of speed. And I love that quote because it's it's so true. I've heard that quote before too. Have you? I have. Yeah. It's it's really good. It makes you think because I mean, man, we we have to slow down as a society, you know? It's one of those things for me where when you're moving at that pace consistently and people in their 20s tend to do it the most. Mm -hmm. Teenagers don't have it as bad. And then I feel like by the time you get to your 30s, you want to start slowing down because you 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 did it for so long. I feel like when you get in your 30s, that's when you start to realize, all right, it's time for a change. I think it's that gap in in your 20s where you're moving so fast and. Life is coming at you quick at the same time. Yes. You tend to lose it. That's where mm-hmm. that's where things in translation start to get lost in those opportunities that were spoke on in that quote. That's when they present themselves the most because we're moving at such an accelerated pace. It's not exactly it, it, like you said. It's not the big trident. It's the things that you mm-hmm. do on your re- on your regular day that you don't even pay attention to that the enemy takes advantage of. Exactly. That's that's good. That's well said. So here are just some quick easy things that. Uh, you can work on on a daily basis that can help eliminate this um, this hurriness in life. Something as simple as driving the speed limit. Now, I'm guilty of this because I I am in constant like go, go, go sometimes. And so when I'm on the road, you know, I got to get somewhere. I'm always like, OK, let's go. But it's it's a whole other thing when you stop and you're like, wait a second, just drive the speed limit. So take that hurriness out. And you'll just see the tension, like, roll off your shoulders. You know, instead of like, oh, let's go. Like, just take a second, like, whew, okay, let's just drive. (laughs) That's, like, one thing people can do. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) agree. Um, I'm a speed demon myself, and I'm usually running late to everywhere. So I get it. Yep. (laughs) I get it. And then sometimes, you know, we may even just need to get into the slow lane. So, you know, feel the re- feel the wheel, feel the road, watch the scenery pass instead of, you know, constantly being on the edge of your seat in your car and just, you know, you know, foot down to the pedal. Just get in the slow lane. You know, don't worry about getting there so fast. Just enjoy the ride. I think that's like and it's hard to do. That's really hard to do. So much easier said than done, right? I know. <laughs> But it, it is. And then here's another thing. 
come to a full stop at stop signs. That's another thing they say in this book. Instead of like, okay, go. Just come to a full stop. Breathe. Relax. You look got to the this. left. Look to the <laughs> yeah. right. Look to the left again and then drive. Yes. And here is something that I am guilty of sometimes. Don't text and drive. Because again, our hurry is literally killing us. So many people get in accidents and kill each other just from texting and not paying attention. And so that's a huge thing too, I think. And just being distracted. Yeah, yeah, distracted. You're not aware. You're not in the moment. Exactly. So just put down those phones and it can wait. Whatever it is, unless it's like a you know life-threatening emergency, then call that person. But let it. otherwise, let it wait until... It can wait till you get to where you're going. Exactly. Yep. And here's another thing. So you had mentioned before, you know, sometimes you show up late, like you're, you're used to showing up later. I Usually 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can fall into that trap too. And so this book actually says show up 10 minutes early for an appointment or wherever you're going, you know, your job or whatever it is. Show up, show up 10 minutes early. And that just takes a little bit of that stress out because you're already there. You're ready to go. You know, that's another thing too that I'm working on myself because... <laughs> Ooh, like that's just. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that deep, that deep sigh of expression. Here's another thing, too. Before you go to bed, instead of constantly, and here's another thing that I'm currently working on, instead of constantly looking at your phone and checking social media or the news or whatever it is, I'm usually in social media, um, put it away. Just put it off to the side, set your alarm, whatever you have to do, and don't look at it. Don't look at it, go to bed. Don't turn on the TV, just think, maybe pray, maybe mm-hmm. read. But don't look at your phone until the next morning and actually keep your phone off until you've had that morning quiet time. You wake up, maybe it's you pray or you meditate or you just literally just sit in silence for a few minutes. But that is so important too. just it's a good way to start your day rather than being like bring out that cell phone. And (laughs) yeah, I think one of my New Year's that reminds me like one of my New Year's resolutions for myself that I've actually been doing a semi-decent job as so far as considering we're, we're about halfway through the year yeah um i have a morning routine okay and i kind of do it every morning it can be like no social media first thing in the morning i won't even yeah. look at my phone for like the first hour or so when i wake up mm-hmm. um just kind of getting into the mind space of okay you're awake exactly you're awake i jump in the shower you yep. know skincare routine stuff yep. like that have breakfast That's good throw clothes on, even if I'm not going anywhere. It could be like a day, which those days don't come by too often with me, where I don't have anything to do. I don't have anywhere to go, but I just kind of got into the habit of doing so. And then when I'm settled and I've got my routine out of the way, then I pay attention to my phone. No social media first thing in the morning for me. Oh, no. Nope. And then another thing, too, something easy, is just set, set times to check your email. You know, you don't have to be looking at your phone all day going through those emails. Set a certain time for that. And also set a time and a time limit for social media because, like you said, that can become very toxic. I even have my social media notifications on my phone cut off. Oh, that's They don't smart. come through. I see nothing on social media unless I go looking for it, and that's been there right. for about a year now. That's that's really good. Yeah, that's another thing that's that's very good. Also, one more, kill your TV. And one more before I wrap things up for this segment, single task. So many jobs and uh, job applications and positions, you'll see the word, are you good at multitasking? Or this is a part of this job. You have to multitask. Well, I got news for you. You can say, you know, you're great at multitasking, but it's actually killing you. I encourage you to 
single task. Do one thing at a time and things will become much more clear. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to continue this discussion. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News. Listening to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. And yes, it is quite obvious that not only do I love Fleetwood Mac, I also love Pink Floyd. And I highly encourage you to watch the movie The Wall. Pink Floyd's movie. It is great. It's kind of a long movie, but it um, just wraps up everything that I talk about in my shows and my episodes that, you know, we live in this this toxic society and culture. And it's so important to remember to follow your be your own person, be your own, you know, be your own individual, be your own person, be different and don't follow the masses and think for yourself. Don't be under this mind control of what, you know, what they do, what they they want you to do and follow what they want you to think. No, say no. Don't be another brick in the wall. And I love Pink Floyd. I always have. So we've been talking a lot today about uh, the book that I'm currently reading, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you have not read that book by uh, John Michael or I'm sorry, John Mark Comer, I highly suggest that you hop on Amazon and look up that book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Because we are living in this backwards culture and we are just emotionally exhausted, um, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished. And it's time for you to make a change and make it now before, you know, things get even worse. And so it's so important. I've been talking to you about just something as simple as um, sunlight, getting sun, getting out there and getting your natural vitamin D and soaking up the sun is so important. Light. The word light itself is so important. And I just want to touch on something in this ep- in this um, segment because some of this you probably don't even know. So something I've been researching a long time now, I could do a whole show just on this and I probably should, probably will, but the penile gland. So you might not know what that is. Do you know what that is? I do not. Okay. So the penile gland is also called the third eye or the seat of the soul. So pretty much the penal gland is a small gland, a small organ that's part of the um, endocrine system. And like I said, it's also called the seat of the soul or in yoga, we call it the third eye. But it's a tiny pea sized gland shaped like a pine cone and it resides in the center of our brain. So this small pine cone shaped gland impacts many elements of your life. From how you make decisions to your perception of reality. So our third eye or penal gland is the source of spiritual experience, intuition, creativity, insight, wisdom, imagination, perception, and even, get this, overcoming diseases. So it's an incredibly important gland in our body um, or organ and It's literally, I mean, you already know this. We are in a war for our mind. And you wonder why? Because the penile gland itself is so important. And the mind is our greatest weapon. That's why they, the system, attacks it so much. The penile gland. So important. Just a little pea-sized gland that's so important in our lives. So How do we tap into the penile gland? Well, we can tap into it during those moments of silence that I've been talking about earlier in my show, through meditation, through prayer, yoga, just being still. And the penile gland or the third eye, it's actually the most heavily targeted and poisoned gland in the human body, mainly due to its spiritual influence it has on the human awareness. 
So a closed penile gland, that means that the mind can be easily deceived. Remember that because we live in a world now where we are so easily deceived by the system and by those people that control and rule the world. So they want you to have a closed penile gland. So again, you can be easily controlled. And an open penile gland, that acts like a truth detector. Ding, ding. So again, they don't want you to be an independent thinker and find the truth, you know? So again, having an open open penile gland, it acts as this truth detector. So by being able to pick up on the subtle inconsistencies of the lies or even subliminal messages that may be used as a veil to conceal true intentions. So you want an open penile gland. You do not want a penile gland that's calcified and turned to almost stone because then you will be easily deceived. And that's not good because that's exactly what where they want you. What's also interesting about the penile gland is it has more blood flow per cubic volume than any other organ. And it's so tiny. It's the gland with the highest concentration of energy in the whole body. And also hormones. So again, it regulates our hormones. One of the most significant parts of this tiny little gland is to produce some of the most influential hormones found in the body like melatonin and serotonin. The production cycle of these hormones is pretty simple because during the day when there's sunlight, the gland produces serotonin when you're out in the sun. Then in darkness or under the moonlight, it produces melatonin. And then that helps regulate our sleep cycles and sleep quality. It also centers our energy. So this little gland deep within our brain It's so important for both physical and emotional wellness because the penile gland or the third eye chakra is a connection with the spiritual realm, an awakening of energy with our physical existence. So to better harness the penile gland's healing power, it's also helpful to stay mindful when it comes to what goes in and out of our physical bodies. So such things like fluoride, chlorine, bromine are being put everywhere in society. And these chemicals and toxins actually calcify your penile gland. So that's why I'm talking about calcifier closing off. So emotional and spiritual um, manifestations of a blocked third eye chakra of our penile gland, you may feel like you're stuck in the grind. You may be confused about life. You may have a lack of purpose or a lack of focus. Maybe a rejection of spiritual beliefs. And maybe you have a difficulty um, seeing a greater vision of life. So if you're experiencing these things, you may have a closed off penile gland. And it's so important. This little tiny gland, again, is so important to be a free thinker and to have a healthy body. But the system wants you to, to, con, con, to uh, continue consuming fluoride just to make you more controllable. They want more toxins in your body. They want you, you know, harmed by all these diseases and toxins and chemicals. They want that as part of your life so they can control you. Take a listen to this. Which gives these incredible powers and benefits. Why are we all surrounded with miserable people suffering to survive, working as slaves without even questioning the system? This mind enslavement of our society is mainly caused by the fact that most people's pineal glands are completely calcified. And that pineal gland calcification is intentionally and systematically enforced by our governments. 
Sodium fluoride has long been believed to help strengthen our teeth and stop the formation of cavities. However, more and more research is proving this information to be false. Fluoride has been added to our toothpaste, our food, and our water supplies for years. In the late 90s, a scientist by the name of Jennifer Luke carries out the first study of the effects of sodium fluoride on the pineal gland. She determined that the pineal gland was a target for fluoride because it absorbed more fluoride than any other physical matter in the body, even bones. The fluoride is attracted to the pineal gland like a magnet, and consuming fluoride calcifies the gland and makes it no longer effective in balancing the entire hormonal processes through the body. Sodium fluoride is destroying our abilities to connect. So you heard it there. Again, it's so important to watch what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your body. And one simple thing that you can be doing, like I said in my um, past episodes, is do not drink tap water. Because like we talked about, Anton, you know, tap water, again, it has all the fluoride in it. And mm-hmm. also toothpaste as well. That's something small, too, that you can start today. Just getting toothpaste, make sure you're reading ingredients and getting a fluoride-free, more natural-based toothpaste. Because, again, what you're putting in your mouth, it still gets absorbed in your body. And so it's so important. Um, Just those two things, you know, whether you get a water filtration system in your house like I have or you're, you know, you're getting the distilled water, um, the spring water, things like that in the bottles. That's good, too. But do one of those because... Again, fluoride is just a huge toxin, and you are literally calcifying your penile gland, which makes you more easily controlled by such things like the government and our toxic system in this world. So other things that you can start doing yourself to detox the penile gland, this is very important. Again, drink your distilled filtered water. Eat cilantro. Cilantro is huge in detoxing the penile gland. That's something I do myself. I eat a lot of cilantro. Oregano, that's another good thing. Beets. Beets are great for the body. Another good uh, detox for the penal gland. Drink your apple cider vinegar or take your apple cider vinegar um, vitamins. Eat a lot of greens. Also mushrooms. They can be found in like mushroom coffees as well. So like the reishi and the shaga mushroom, those are two really good ones. Um, Passion flower. You can find that in some uh, teas and drinks. That's very good too. Turmeric. Uh, aloe, and then also mil- milk tinsel. So mil- milk tinsel, it's hard to say, milk tinsel. <laughs> say that five times fast. Mil- milk tinsel, I actually like to take, like if I know that I may have a few drinks um, tonight or tomorrow or whatever, before I go to bed, I always make sure that I take one or two, um, the, I have, it's like a vitamin, a little pill, but it's just 100% milk milk tinsel because again, that, that detoxes your penile gland and detox uh, your liver as well. Especially that's good, again, if you you know that you're going to have a few drinks. Yeah. So. <laughs> Quite. Let me not say that out loud. <laughs> that could have came off wrong. I was gonna say, Quite a few drinks, actually. No, no, no not like that. But continue. I'm <laughs> but also eating a whole food-based diet, obviously, and try to eliminate as much sugar and dairy as possible. I tell my family this all the time. You know, dairy is just terrible for the body. So I try to limit that as much as possible. In fact, I think I may have like a few like cheese slice slices in my refrigerator. And that's pretty much all the dairy that you'll see. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
But um, that's very important. And focus on the power of plants, you know, that because that's nature's pure medicine. And also just eating a diet that has, you know, rich in magnesium and melatonin because that can improve the boost of the penile gland's primary function of producing melatonin as well. And if you really want to increase your vibrations, again, you must both detoxify and decalcify your penile gland because the higher your vibrations are in your body, the healthier you'll become. Let's take a listen to this clip. Eyes perceive the physical world. The third eye sees the true world, a unified whole with an unyielding connection to spirit. If you want to be healthy at the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level, you need to learn how to access high-frequency energy through activating your pineal gland. This type of healing energy is essential for health for the reason that it raises the frequency of your body and soul. When you surround yourself with high-frequency energy, your health improves. On the other hand, when you surround yourself with low-frequency energy, your health deteriorates. According to some frequency researchers, a healthy human body's frequency rates are between 62 and 78 MHz. Any frequency below 62 MHz will make the human body vulnerable to illness and disease. The lower the frequency rate, the more susceptible the human body is to illness and disease. Once the frequency rate of the human body reaches 25 MHz, the risk of death increases dramatically. After all this So you heard it there again, it, it's the having a strong and, you know, open penile gland again is just so important to our overall health and well-being from physical to the emotional and mental state to spirituality. And that's a whole another topic for another time. But I just want to remind you of what it says in the Bible of light. Going back again, light is so important in the penile gland. So the Bible says light. The light of the body is the eye. So basically, with the light, the, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So remember that because we have three eyes. We have two eyes, our two eyes, you know, that we look out. But we really have one eye. And that's the penal gland. That's our third eye. And that eye is to see. And again, light is so important. We must have the light within our souls and we must experience that light on a day-to-day basis. So that's just a little bit about the penal gland. I would love to get into it more on another episode and really tap into that and um, discuss that more. But this weekend, while you have some free time, take that free time, carve out some time in your life, and go to Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. That's twoshamrockspublichouse.com, or you can find them on Facebook. There's live music tonight. Uh, there's, you know, they have bingo during the week. They have trivia during the week. They have great lunch and dinner specials, as well as a great happy hour. So check them out, Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. You're listening to The Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL.